Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. And welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. You are listening to episode number 123. You might notice from the title that uh, this one is not The Living Daylights. Uh, The Living Daylights is gonna be coming out soon. But uh, we had a little bit that we had recorded, um, my co-host Pat and I had recorded a conversation about when we found out that The Matrix was, was going to get remade. We talked a little bit about that, and we said, you know what, we'll just record for a few minutes, and then we'll tack that onto the beginning of the, the Dragnet episode or, or one of those. And um, turns out we ended up talking for about half an hour, almost 40 minutes. So I kind of decided maybe that would work out better as its own standalone episode. Uh, and it's also been our spring break. We are teachers, and we're, we've been on spring break, and my kids have been on spring break. And over spring break, we happened to go watch a movie that uh, I've got a, a couple of friends here that have been here with me in the past couple times before, and they wanted to come on and talk a little bit about it. What movie did we go see? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, and did you like Beauty and the Beast? I would probably give it a four roses. Oh, you'd give it four roses? Out of four. Four out of four roses. So you would give it a ten. I would give it a one million. You give it a one million. You really. I would like give it? it a three and a half. A three and a half out of four roses. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or would you give it uh, three and a half out of four Gastons? Yeah. Father's place. Come into the light. Show me the girl. Look at her. What if she is the one? <gasps> the one who'll break the spell. Hello. You can talk. Well, of course he can talk. Hello. Pleased to meet you. The master's not as terrible as he appears. I say we kill the beast! Think of the one thing you've always wanted. Find it in your mind's eye and feel it in your heart.
So we're going to talk a little bit about with with these two weirdos that I've got here. Weirdo. Okay. Uh-uh, buddy. I'm a uh-uh. six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Come on. All right. So I do have my two kids with me here. I've got John Ezra. Hello, John Ezra. Hello. And I've got Nora with me. Hello. Yeah. Talk normal. Mm-hmm. I can't. So they're, they're a little goofy, but... Uh, so we're going to talk for just a minute about some we Beauty and the Beast stuff, and then the second half will be uh, Pat and I talking about the Matrix remake that's going to be coming out. So um, so we did go see Beauty and the Beast. That is the new Beauty and the Beast, um, and that is starring Emma Watson as Belle, Dan Stevens as the Beast, uh, Luke Evans as Gaston, Josh Gad as LeFou, Bye. Kevin Klein as Maurice, um, and uh, Ewan McGregor was Lumiere, Ian McCallan was Cogsworth, and Emma Thompson as Mrs. Potts. Uh, so there were a lot of there were a lot of big name actors in this one, but I don't think that's quite what you guys were concerned about. You just we went to go see it because first of all we wanted to go see it anyway. But what did we do the night before we saw this movie? We saw the cartoon because then it's easier for little kids because then you know what's right about to happen. Nora, okay. I am not little. Well, so we watched, but we did watch the cartoon the night before because we thought maybe there might be some scary scenes yeah. in the movie with real people. So mm-hmm. we thought maybe by watching the cartoon, you get a better sense. And we we kind of said there that, wasn't that any scary out. parts too. Well, not for you. What? For little kids, there might have been some scary parts with some of the wolves and the beast and some of those things. So, did you like being able to watch the cartoon movie first? Um. Yeah. Okay. I would say. Did mm. it help you with the songs when you went to go see it the next day? Because some of those songs um, were the same. And with the characters and songs. And okay. It helped you keep track what of them. the beast does, like, when he throws things and growls. And okay. So you weren't too worried about scary parts? Yeah. She saw that before? Uh, kind of. What do you mean, kind of? Like, for the songs it helped, but, um, like... I didn't really like like seeing the rest of it before, because then it wasn't as fun. Oh, they kind of gave away what yeah. was going to happen in the story. Yeah, because then it wasn't, like, I would have probably had more fun if I hadn't seen the cartoon. Okay, all right. So it wasn't a surprise for you and you didn't? No. Okay, so you already kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Even though some things were a little bit different. Yeah. They did change a few things. Okay. All right. Well, in terms of the movie itself, so we, when we went to go see the movie the other day, uh, was the live-action movie. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite character in the movie that we saw? Not the, not the cartoon. We're not talking about the cartoon. We're talking about the movie. Did you have yeah. a favorite character? John, who's your favorite character? Lumiere. Was it because Lumiere was Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. Lumiere played by Ewan McGregor. So, All right. Nora, did you have a favorite character? If I could choose, I probably would say hmm. I would probably say uh, I can't choose I can't choose. Come on, say it. I've let If I hear. lowered it down, I would probably say Gaston. You're picking the bad guy? Well Ooh. I don't even care. You don't care. I just like what did, the okay. team like so what was your favorite thing about Gaston? Well, his song. Okay, that was your favorite song in the movie. And his little sidekick. Oh, LeFou? Um, that was his name, LeFou? 
Oh, yeah. The funny yeah. little guy that always kind of followed him around. Yeah. Yeah. He was funny. Okay. All right, John Ezra, why do you like Lumiere? Is there any other reason other than it was Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm, not really. Not really. Okay. He was kind of funny, though, and he had some yeah. of the big songs. He did the, you know, Be Our Guest song. Yeah. And Be Our it was Guest. Kind of funny. Be Our Guest. Put our service Be to the test. test. You really don't need to sing it, you know. Oh, we could, though. We could have a family sing-along right now. I quit. No one sings like Gaston. No? No. <laughs> All right. It was okay. worth a try. Uh, do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Scene? So I know you said, Nora, you said that Gaston was your favorite character and that was your favorite song. Was, was it your favorite scene? And what about the movie? Tell me the movie right now. We'll do the cartoon movie. later. What was your favorite scene from the movie? The one where the song, where, um, Lumiere is putting on the show for Belle. Okay, the Be Our Guest. Yeah. Song. That was pretty cool. Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest. Yeah. You can sing it louder if you want to. Well, please don't. Oh, okay. You don't know all the words. Okay. John, what about you? Do you have a favorite scene? Um, either the. First part where um, who's the uh, who's Belle's father? Maurice. Yeah, Maurice. when he um, when he encounters the wolves, either that part mm. or the big fight at the end. Oh, the fight at I the end a, was kind of cool. I have That's another awesome. scene. What was your other scene? I liked when Maurice got kind of out of the um thing that he and Belle oh, when he was broke in, out of the, and the then he just said. In. Hi, and then Bell just like raced out with raced out on the horse. That was pretty funny. (laughs) So I've been trying to think if I have a favorite scene in the movie, and I'm not sure. What is it? I don't know if I have a favorite scene. I'll give you to the count of ten. Well, I don't know that I can do the count of ten. Who's my favorite character? Yeah. Um, I thought Cogsworth was funny. Yeah, I liked him because of being Ian McKellen from. Lord of the Rings and yeah. X-Men and those movies. I like that. Um, I also liked the dog. Lumiere. The dog was At the funny. end, dog. when he peed on a... You would like that part, wouldn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. he peed on who? You will remember when they were transforming back into yeah. real yeah. things. He was, it was the, was it the coat rack? Uh, yes. I think it was the coat rack. And he sure. che- right when he changed back into a human, the dog was relieving himself on the coat rack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite scene. I did like the Be Our Guest scene. That was kind of fun. What was your um, favorite um, song? Favorite song? Yeah. I think my favorite song was the one, um, and I'm trying to remember what the name of the song was. It's the one where the beast is, uh, it's as Belle is leaving, and the beast is like climbing up higher and higher in the tower so that he can kind of watch her go. Mm. I don't remember what the name of the song was. I don't um, either. Beauty and the Beast songs. Do you have a Do you have a song for me while I Google this? Uh, do you have a song about Google? Google Google helps you do things. <laughs> Google Google helps you do things. Open that could be okay. Can you, but can you sing it for me? Can you sing? Google Google helps you do things. Google Google helps us do things. Also, nerds go on. <laughs> also, does what? Google, Google, people go on it. 
But how do nerds go on it, too? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know I, don't, I don't know that that's it. Uh, um, let's see. Was it... Also maybe connects to Crow. I think it was the Evermore song. Probably. The August. The August. But service to the test. I think... Yeah, I think it was called Evermore. Yes, actually, here it is. Um, I found it on Wikipedia. In Beauty and the Beast, Evermore is performed by the Beast shortly after he releases Belle from the castle she, so she may return to her village and tend to her father. The Beast realizes he loves Belle, and despite knowing that freeing her will jeopardize chances of breaking his enchantment, ultimately sacrifices his wishes to be human again for Belle's freedom. Wikipedia okay. lies, too, so it may be wrong. No, no. Yeah, that's not true. Google. I saw I saw something really weird on Wikipedia. Well, that's a whole it was on the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. It was on stu- it was on the Star Wars thing, and it had um Cookie Monster in it. It was okay. Cookie Monster eats cookies that's because the dark side has cookies. Maybe they do. <laughs> no, they don't. How do you know? It never shows that in the movie. Well, just because they don't show nobody, it doesn't ever show anybody going to the bathroom in Star Wars. Does that mean no one in Star Wars goes to the bathroom? <laughs> no, we know that. That could explain um, why the Emperor is so angry. All right. Well, on a slightly different note, um, what about? So we said favorite character. We said favorite scenes and favorite songs. Did I say favorite scene? No. I said favorite song. You couldn't decide on your scene. I couldn't decide on one. Um, maybe. Hmm. I did kind of like the Gaston song when they're in that bar, when they're in the, yeah. like, the pub, and everybody's singing with Gaston. I like um, the cartoon that was one. You like the cartoon one? Because Gaston starts sitting on his sidekick, on oh, his yeah. chair. Okay. You could do that in real well, life, too. So that's, so that's my last question for you here. Did you like the cartoon or the movie better, and why? <sighs> Nora, why don't you go first? Did you like the cartoon or the movie better? I don't know. You don't know? Uh, could I say both? Because that's one word. And you have to say why. Why? Why do you like both? They're just Ooh. good. <laughs> no, nope, better reason. That's not good that's enough. Why. I like the... I like how they design the people that are in the real life one. Mm-hmm. But I also like the cartoon because there's funny people. things that happen. Yeah. Did you think the cartoon was funnier? It was funnier. Okay. But the other one was cooler. Oh, okay. So you like some of the special effects and the other stuff with the... Get it? It was the... snowing, too. Oh, it was snowing, uh, but it was cooler. Uh, uh. I get what you're trying to say there. Bad pun. All right. It was a fine pun. Um, okay. Let's see you come up with a better pun. <laughs> Go. You got ten seconds. Uh, ten. Ten. Nine. nine eight. Ten. Seven. All right, six, you're just counting five. too fast. Yeah. That's not even seconds. <laughs> All right. So, what was your? Uh, is it uh, cartoon or movie? Movie. Why? Um, I kind of liked how they did everything. Like, um, in that one scene where the bee shows Belle, um, that library, mm-hmm. that that was pretty neat. It was like it'd be that'd be like I like how they made everything for each set, like the. Castle was pretty good mm-hmm. for it being in real life. Um, the wolf scene, I'm not sure how they did it, but it, they probably just did it with dogs, but looked cool. Okay. Or they might have done CGI wolves. What's that? 
Computer. Oh. Oh. Could have been computer animated. CPU, Wolf. CGI. Isn't it CPU? No, because CGI is, I think it's computer-generated imagery. Uh. Did I get that right? Sing the Google song. Google, Google, Google. Google. Watch me Google my Oh, see, there we go. Computer-generated imagery. That's what it stands for. So that's when, like, the beast's face was CGI. No, that's, no, he had, like, dots on it that, like. Right, but that wasn't the actor's real face. They had taken, they had sprayed, like, a special, I, I was listening to another podcast where the director talked about it. They sprayed, like, a special paint on his face. And his. And it had a whole bunch of little dots all over it so they could pick up all the different changes in his facial expressions. So, but that wasn't the actor's real face. That was a computer-generated mm-hmm. image of the actor's face with all the hair and. So other it was stuff, like you know? um, when we went to um that museum, it was like that 3D model they took of me. A little bit, kind of like that. But yeah, same kind of idea. So they kind of scanned in. They would have used those little dots to scan his face, and when like when he smiles, how his cheeks might go up a little bit, or if he frowns, his cheeks go down, or eyebrows go up or down. Or they would have put that in the computer, and then they would have been able to put that on the beast's face in the movie. Eyes pop out. His eyes did not pop out in the movie. <laughs> nice try though. Bummer. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us talking about Beauty and the Beast. But I did have one other thing I was going to ask you guys really quick because just yesterday I did see something that. Um, for anybody interested in superhero movies, Joss Whedon, who directed the Avengers movie um, and has done a lot of work with Marvel, seems like he is switching sides and he is going to be directing a Batgirl movie that's coming up. I don't think they said when it's coming out, but it should be coming out sometime probably within the next couple of years or so. Nora, what do you think about a Batgirl movie? Would you go see it? Uh, totally. And I would allow no boys. No boys to come see it with you? Only girls. Can I go see it with you? Only you. Never you. Oh. But what if I like Batgirl? And I know you don't. What if I said I did? Then I'd be astonished and get you zero tickets. (laughs) Or you're not buying the tickets, (laughs) Dad, and so boom. So, okay, so here's, here's a question to kind of go along with that. So if they're coming out with a Batgirl movie, is there a comic book character, could be superhero, could be somebody else, that they have not made a movie out of yet that you would like to see a movie made out of? Um, if you could pick any character that they haven't made a movie of any? yet. Yeah. Hmm. Can you think of any characters that you like that they have not made a movie of that you would like to see? Have they done a Harley Quinn one? They did do a Suicide Harley Quinn Squad. One. Yeah, Suicide Squad. But she wasn't by herself. She was kind of the main person in the movie. And they're going to do another one where it's her with a team of other girl heroes or villains. Um, that one's going to be called, I think, Gotham Sirens or Gotham City Sirens. I want to go back to the um, Batgirl movie. Yeah. Um, who's that guy who's switching over? Joss Whedon. Yeah, I want to say something to him. Yeah. Traitor! <laughs> no, I think that's fine. He's a really good director, so I'm yeah. happy he's going to do a DC movie. Yeah. Um. Were you trying to do The Force Awakens? Yes. Traitor! Does Robin mm-hmm. have one? Uh, yes. Robin? No, actually, Rob, well, not his own movie. I would say... He's always with Batman. <laughs> he's always with Batman. Alfred. All, an Alfred movie? Just, just Alfred? <laughs> 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 What would the Alfred movie be about? <laughs> his Him. penny worth. Mm-hmm. Penny How he gets worth. his penny worth. 
that would be kind of an interesting. <laughs> uh, that movie. just got weird. Yeah. That just got really weird. Well, hey, maybe you could. Maybe there could be a movie about Alfred before he became the butler. Oh yeah. Because I think but, he was but, in some but, of the stories. In some of the stories, uh, he was a soldier. He was like a really tough soldier. Maybe he's Captain Underpants. <laughs> I don't think he's Captain Underpants. Nice that's try. Who? I don't think that's in the comic book. It's never. It doesn't it's match. It's never up. been proved. But they are going to do a movie about the first Robin. He when he changes his name to Nightwing. Oh, Nightwing. They are going to do a Nightwing. That's cool. Movie. Do you remember Nightwing from some of the superhero cartoons we'd watch? The one. The, it was the first Robin when he kind of grew up a little bit. The left. really funny ones where it had like the bam, pow, that stuff. Yeah. Wait, but no, that's a TV show. That's the old TV Wrong show. One. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to say about Beauty and the Beast? Um, I have something. Should people I... go see it? Yep. Definitely. Don't watch the cartoon first. Okay. You say don't watch the cartoon first. You say do watch the cartoon first. Yep. For little kids. What do you say, Dad? Okay. Maybe for little kids. I don't know. I would say. If you're if you have like kids under five. I would watch the cartoon with them, mm-hmm. but if not, then I think it'd be fine. Okay. So you're saying if it's somebody maybe like I eight would, and older, don't watch the cartoon. I would no, probably No, like six or five older. Or six. Five or six. I would probably say six. Okay. Around six years old, maybe if they're well, a little bit younger, watch the cartoon first. If you're seven years old, I think it would be good because I kind of got a little okay. rough with all right. So. Okay. Last thing. Last thing before we go. What are you doing on Tuesday? Tuesday? What are you, Nora? This is a bigger deal for you. What are you getting to do for the first time on Tuesday? First time on Tuesday. Yeah, in like four or five more days. Four or five more days. April fourth. April fourth. Watch Rogue One. Yeah. Are you excited? Good. Eh, I don't know. You don't know. What? Actually. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For the end of the movie, yeah. Oh, I'm trying you know, to figure out the secret. Because you know there's a crazy end of the movie? Yeah. Because we've told you and there's I a crazy ending. I think I know what Take happens. it! Okay. Take it! John Ezra, don't say anything. You've gone this long. Don't ruin it. Sorry. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. But I think you'll also, you'll like Jen or so. I think you'll like her. Yep. Yeah. She's a pretty good character. Is BB-8 in it? BB-8's nope. not in it. This one, <laughs> oh. happens, this one happens before the original Star Wars movies. Last Jedi will have... I don't like put BB-8. it before. BB-8, BB-8 will, will be in Last Jedi. Yeah, BB-8 will be in the one that comes out close to Christmas time this year. Christmas! All right. All right, so that's going to do it for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, We're actually going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to switch over to uh, when Pat and I had been talking about the Matrix remake, um, and that'll be the rest of the episode. All right. I have something to say. Goodbye, friends. I have have something to say Say for Alfred. Okay, say it. Come on, say it. Did he have a son? Did Alfred have a son? Yeah. Uh, Depends on the stories. I think there might have been. Uh, there might have been some comic book stories where he had a son. Well, if there is, I'd probably say we should do a movie about that. Oh, okay. So you really like the idea of an Alfred movie? Uh, yeah, he would be. Okay. I. Okay, you think a movie about old men is funny? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Okay. Good night, friends. Good Good night. night. Drop the mic. Tight. I did want to say, just because I didn't get too much of a chance with them on, uh, to really uh, kind of talk about why I, I liked it, and which one I liked better was the uh, 
the movie or the cartoon. Um, in terms of going to see this movie, I had not seen Beauty and the Beast, the 1991 cartoon, the Disney cartoon, in many, many, many years. Um, and my wife had said that that was probably one of her favorite Disney cartoons. Used to watch it a lot. Yeah, actually used to watch it a lot in Spanish class in high school because apparently it had a really good uh, Spanish translation. So they would use that movie a lot of times when they wanted to show a movie with uh, you know, subtitles or, or different uh, dubbed language over it. Um, so, and, and I remember watching it a few times as a kid and really liking the original uh, Disney cartoon version of it. Uh, but I think we, we both, my wife and I both agreed that we actually liked this version better, um, that there were some of the songs in it that we liked uh, better. It, and some of them were the newer songs that weren't even in the original um, and so I, and I would be curious to hear from other people. Uh, I know even my, my co-hosts probably have some different opinions on uh, the music and the movie itself, but uh, we, we'll, we'll, kinda, we'll see if we can get have a chance to talk to them about it or, or they can chime in uh, at some other point. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think when it came down to it, I liked the movie, the live-action movie, better than the original 1991 cartoon. Um, I just I like the songs in it uh, a little bit better, but what I really liked more was the character development and, and some of the backstories. You got more of a reason why certain characters were acting the way that they did. I really liked the backstory for the Beast. Um, the backstory for Belle, it was fine. I uh, could probably take it or leave it, but the backstory for the Beast I thought was more interesting. That you know his mother had passed away, and that his father was not the most loving. Uh, figure in his life and, and that explained why he was the way that he was as opposed to the cartoon version that was just he was kind of a jerk uh which works out fine it's still you know it's still the fairy tale version of it where it's it's a very two-dimensional character um but i just i liked some of that and i liked how in the in the movie his adjustment his you know changing from the attitude he had before to becoming the kindler, gentler beast that he became uh, was, a, it seemed to me, a little more gradual over the course of the movie, whereas in the cartoon it was much quicker, uh, a little more abrupt. So, and I know with a kid's cartoon, sometimes it has to be that way, but, you know, I, I think kids are maybe a little more complex than some people give them credit for. And so I just, I like the movie version better. I liked, um, you know, I like the, the actors did a great job. The singing was great. Um, and just some of that backstory. Even Gaston, uh, I thought, was a better character in the, the live-action movie. Um, again, not that your cartoon villains need to have a fully fleshed-out backstory and, and motivations and things like that, but I, I just kind of felt like I liked that character better. There was more to him uh, in the live-action movie version. So even though it didn't really feel like a whole lot had changed from the cartoon, I, I, I saw a title of a review somewhere that said that this was a needless remake uh, a needless updating of the 91 cartoon. I, I don't know that I feel that way. I do feel like um, I do feel like the way they did it, they, they did very well. And I know originally they were probably looking at doing this more of a, not necessarily like the Snow White and the Huntsman, which I, as far as I know is not even affiliated with Disney at all. Um, but I, I do believe that I read somewhere that they originally were looking at, at taking a more serious, non-musical uh, take on Beauty and the Beast, and I'm glad that they did what they did. Um, I liked it. I, I really, really liked it. Uh, we really liked the end credits, too, um, where they put each person's picture up as, as their name came up on the screen. But, um, yeah, if I had to choose, I think I would choose this over the, the 1991 cartoon. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's my take on it. Now I know she'll never 
she will still torment me, calm me, hurt me, move me, come what may. Wasting in my lonely tower, waiting by an open door. I'll fool myself, she'll walk right in. So if you have any other feedback on the Beauty and the Beast live action movie that just came out uh, within the last couple weeks or so, feel free to get in touch with us at 30podcast.com. That has all the different ways that you can reach us. Uh, we are very active on Twitter at 30podcast. You can also email us, 30podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are all over the place. Uh, you can also listen to us in all those regular places like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Satchel, all that good stuff. Uh, so like I said, we're going to take a break here for just a second. I found a commercial that I actually made uh, several years ago for a friend of mine who does a podcast as part of the uh, Goliverse, uh, Geek Out Loud, uh, Steve Glosson. And I made this uh, commercial, kind of a fake commercial. We used to do that to uh, some of the members of the Mixler Zoo crew that he's got. Uh, we used to make some fake commercials, and there's still some people doing that as well. And uh, so I've got one of these. I was cleaning out stuff on my computer the other day, found one of these, and I will throw this in here as a quick little break, and then we will get on into Pat and I talking about the Matrix remake. I want you to take evasive action off your couch and come down to Admiral Akbar's snack bar and miscellaneous emporium. I'm Admiral Akbar. Once we defeated the Empire, I had to reacclimate myself to civilian life. And I found my calling by selling delicious snacks and other miscellaneous items. Visit my store, and you can see here the ridiculous amount of savings and healthy foods housed within our 200,000 square foot superstructure. Some of the items include the following. My world-famous chicken Caesar wraps. We have frap patinos, cats, baseball bats, it's a trap for catching mice. You will have no choice but to shop at Admiral Akbar's snack bar and miscellaneous emporium. You just can't repel deals of that magnitude. Proceed with the countdown to savings, and may the force be with you. Uh, we've actually got a couple different things. Some new movie news. Uh, a couple of different things came out this week, and then uh, we actually had another iTunes review. So. We're going oh, to. Oh, hey! All right. We're gonna we're gonna share that one too. So, um, so now we've doubled our iTunes reviews just like in the last week and a half. So that's pretty awesome. Dude, that's going up. That's going up 100. I'm not a math teacher, but I believe you. So, uh, all right. Well, so our um, our review that we had on iTunes was actually from another podcast, and I've I've listened to these guys, and they've got a great podcast too. So if anybody's interested, go check them out. Um, they are from the iHeart Geek podcast. And uh, oh, okay. they actually just did a show on which they were talking about some of their favorite movie soundtracks. Okay. So they were going through and listing. Uh, they did a little bit on like some TV show soundtracks and favorite songs from movies, which got me thinking because I've been wanting to to do uh, you know, one of these shows for our years, maybe for a little bit. Is um, at some point this year do like a favorite soundtracks or favorite songs from movies of 1987. Okay, that would be cool. I know we kind of talked a little bit about that in some of our other years, like for '86, and we didn't we didn't end up doing it. We did a um, or I did a, a Razzies show, so like the worst movies of '86. Okay, but we kind of I know we talked a little bit about at one point doing a like a soundtrack show. So yeah, that that would be cool. Like every year, just have one episode that was like just a bonus. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah. So these guys, so if you if anybody wants to check out iHeart Geek Podcast, uh, these guys just did a great show on uh, movie soundtracks. So go check them out. They uh, they did leave us a review on iTunes, and okay. uh, they All said right. uh, username on iTunes is Dubstock, and uh, the review is titled Nostalgia at Its Best, and they gave us a five-star review. And they said, oh. uh, such a well-done show. Trip down memory lane without feeling like I was being pandered to. It is in my rotation list. Keep this going. Dub from the iHeartGeek podcast. Oh, thanks a lot, man. So thank you, guys. That was, cool. that was very kind. And um, I think I actually went on and, and left a review for their show once I had listened to it as well. So we're, we're all sharing well, the love here. Check their sh- I'm going to check their show out, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They've got a good, the good conversational style. It, I think kind of similar uh, in the way that we try to do it where um, – you know, we we try to keep it a little bit more conversational, like somebody's just sitting with mm-hmm. us and talking. And because there's some shows out there that I think are well done, but they're a little bit more produced. They have maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more of a polished radio type sound to them. Um, and I know we've you know, at different times we kind of talked about toying with doing a little bit of, the, of that on our show, but I think we kind of have gone back and forth on that. And and I think we kind of like the style of just sitting around and talking. Yeah. I think that I think that works so, for us. Too. But yeah, so if you like uh, if you like that style of podcast and and some of the same kind of geeky stuff that uh, we tend to talk about sometimes, go check those guys out. So they are the iHeart at iHeart Geek Show on Twitter, and it's the iHeart Geek Podcast on iTunes. I believe they are also on Stitcher and some of those other players. So go check them out there. Cool. In hey, the, you know what? We kind of like. I just I felt like I kind of glossed over that. That's really cool for someone to take time out of the day and just kind of write some nice things about stuff that we're doing. It Especially is, yeah. Because, you know, John, you put so much effort into it. That's just really cool. So thanks a lot, guys. That yeah, was cool. yeah, it's really nice for people to you know because I mean people don't have to do that. It does take some time to go on over there and you know, you know I mean because to give you a review, they got to listen to your show too. So you know, take the time to to listen to the show and leave a review. So yeah, yeah so we really we really appreciate that and. Um, you know, just lets us know if we're, if we're doing, doing some good stuff here. So very, very cool. All cool. right. Um, well, I know we got some new movie stuff that we wanted to kind of throw out here real quick before we get on into the episode proper. Exactly. All right. So let me, I know you're going to explode if you don't talk about this. So why don't you go ahead and tell me your new movie news that you found? Dude, they're remaking the matrix. I saw that. How do you feel about that? Why? I just, okay. Now I, Okay. All right, I just want to say, I don't want to be a dirty hypocrite, okay? I don't want to be. But there are sometimes, you know, what was that line from Big Trouble in Little China? I'm a reasonable guy. I'm just facing right. some very unreasonable things. I just, why? Why are we doing that? I just, why why do that? Okay, so you want to make money. That's just that's just frustrating on a whole other level. Why? Why are you, why? 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 I mean, the movie's like what? I mean, in one sense, it's like, holy cow, the Matrix is old. But in the other sense, it's like, it's not that old. So why, 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 John? I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I can't break out. I need someone to be here to, like, smack me across the head. Yeah. Because why would you do that? I mean, it's it was creative. It is, you know, especially the first one, it kind of, like, just was, it was, a, it was an event. It was a happening. I mean, yeah. I remember when it came out in college, and I think... A buddy of mine was like, "Dude, we gotta go see the Matrix," and I'm like, "Yeah, I think I saw a couple of trailers for it, you know, because you know, kind of that funky camera stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, that was pretty good." I remember seeing it, going back that night two more times to see it. I saw three three times the first day, 
and, and this was as a college kid. So, I mean, I didn't really have the cash to, you know, blow on this stuff. I remember seeing the matrix. I want to say, I think I went to that thing every day for like a month. Really? I mean, I saw that movie a whole lot yeah. and it was just, it was what a great movie, creative, you know, incredible story, great martial arts sequences, special effects, turn you on your ear, twist endings, feel good. Like it just had everything. The and Matrix. The two, yeah, I, the I, Matrix. Okay, stop me. I'm just. I'm just. Oh, I'm no. going off. I'm going off. I'm sorry. The Go Matrix. The Matrix was actually the first pirated movie I ever saw. Was it really? Yeah. So I was in high school, and I don't know how these other high school kids got a copy of it. They somehow got a copy of it on a recordable CD. Because I'm not even sure. I, I have to. Oh, I, I got to think back, but I'm not even sure recordable DVDs were a thing yet. Yeah. Um, but somehow they got the file on a recordable CD. And I don't know where they got it from, but they got it burned to a CD and they brought it into, um, I used to work on the school newspaper my senior year in high school. And these guys were, I think they were either freshmen or sophomores. And so we were, there would be times where we'd be, we'd be working late, um, you know, up in the afternoon and up in the evening to kind of get the newspaper done if it was going to be printed the next day or, or whatever. And like to finish our layouts and stuff like that. So we'd have, we'd have sometimes these like late evening um, editing sessions and, and all this other stuff to put the newspaper together. And I remember these two guys that they were, they were huddled around one of the old, you know, Apple computers that we used for, um, and when I say old, I'm, I'm talking like 1999 cause that's when the movie came right. out. Um, so whatever the old equivalent, you know, if, if you used an Apple IIe back in the day, I'm not talking about that. Um, so we had these Apple computers, these desktops that we'd use for, for formatting the newspaper and somehow they'd gotten a copy of the movie and they were playing it on one of the computers back at the back of the uh, the newspaper lab. And so, like, mm-hmm. I went over there and I started watching a little bit with them and I just, I was, I was floored. I was like, what is this? They had the whole, you know, the, what they what they called the bullet time effect and with yep. the, the cameras. Yep. And, and I remember, um, I don't remember the, the first The cameras time. would spin around. Right. Because when, when well, Trinity does that first jump, and it goes slow-mo, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, wait, whoa, wait, what? Well, not even wait, that they what? would spin around. Did you ever watch any of the making of stuff? Yeah. Because it's, not, because it's not that the camera would spin around. They set it up so that there were multiple, multiple cameras, cameras That's set right. up. That's right. And they would, like, flash off a picture. So it was almost like, not really stop motion, but it was almost like they would just flash a picture real quick around the circle. Um, mm-hmm. So you got this effect of, like, spinning around someone without the camera actually spinning around. Yes. But I remember that. Yes. I mean, and, and so probably one of the first times I watched the movie all the way through was later in college, or it might have been later that summer if it, if it came out on DVD, um, but probably wasn't until college. And I remember the moment I got done watching the movie for the first time, I went straight into the behind-the-scenes stuff on the DVD and was trying to figure out how did they do this and how did they – I don't even know – how you'd possibly do that kind of stuff. And that was kind of at a time where I was still going back and forth on what I wanted to do in college. I was like, do I want to go, do I still want to work in, at the time I wanted to be a journalist. I'm like, do I still want to be a journalist? Do I want to go to film school? I mean, this is, that was kind of a back and forth thing for me. So I was, I was really kind of trying to decide what I wanted to keep doing. And it was a movie like this made me think, wow, I, I might actually be leaning towards thinking about film school. Mm-hmm. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was so cool. And the story was neat. The bad guys were great. I mean, Hugo oh, yeah. Weaving was probably in a whole lot of other stuff, but Mr. that was what Anderson. I first met him in. And man, great. 
as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the sequels definitely weren't, it was kind of the Back to the Future effect. Back to the Future was perfection. Back to the Future 2 and 3 were great movies, but right. always being compared to perfection is kind of hard. And that's kind of what I think happened with Matrix 2 and Matrix 3. Yeah. But, and Matrix, but, and Matrix 3, I like. I can yeah. I can take or leave Matrix 2, um, except for the... Uh, the the motorcycle chase on the highway, yeah, and uh, the fight with the many multiples of Smiths. Yep, that was pretty cool. So when I got um, that when I got that movie and I've got it on DVD, if I wanted to watch that movie, I probably could just fast forward to those parts. Um, mm-hmm. or no, I'm, nobody fast forwards anymore. Skip ahead to the chapters where those parts start, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I probably would watch those two, and I'd be totally happy. Right, right. Um, yeah, I found the way they did the plot and the way they described him, uh, you know, when they got to the architect, and I thought that was pretty cool. It took me a long time to, like, figure out what the heck the architect was talking about. Or Have you ever seen, I don't know if it was Saturday Night Live or if it was that Funny or Die website where Will Ferrell plays the architect? <laughs> I think I did a long time it's, ago. It's hilarious because he's he's speaking in circles. He's not making any sense at all. Yeah, who are you? I am the architect. But please, call me Larry. Hey, Larry. (laughs) Larry. (laughs) I created The Matrix and several popular video games, including Cubert and Dig Dug. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't create Frogger, but I came up with the name for it. Can you believe they wanted to call it Highway Crossing Frog? (laughs) That is so lame. I know. The lamest thing I've ever heard of. Highway Crossing Frog. Why am I here? Yeah, why are we here? Is there an echo in here? Is there an echo in here? The MTV Movie Awards are a systemic anomaly inherent to the programming of the Matrix. Although the transport process has altered your consciousness, you irrevocably remain human. Ergo, concordantly, vis-a-vis. You know what? I have no idea what the hell I'm saying. I just thought it would make me sound cool. You haven't answered my question. I'm feeling a little vulnerable right now, so you just need to chill out. Hmm? Can you do that? Appreciate that. Well, I'll tell you, it was... I, I could go off, and, and we have a few years till that comes up on 30 years old. Yeah. But all I'm going to say is it was just... The whole series was unique. It was creative. Um, it was It was something very different. It had a lot of cool to it. I mean, there was a lot of, wow, that was pretty slick. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was awesome. So um, so how do you feel about a remake? Dude, yeah, so, no, no. It's Leave like it remaking The Princess Bride. It just, what, why? Like, what What are you What are you hoping to, to, to change? And I find myself, and this is where I don't want to be the hypocrite, this is where I find myself kind of ranting, like that, you know, sometimes on the pad podcast, people, you know, some of the people will be like, well, why are you doing this? And I'm always like, well, give the movie a chance. Right. You never know. Just if you don't like it, don't see it, you know, and all that. So I, I, I'll take my medicine, you know, I'll live by the sword and die by the sword. So I'm just not going to see it. I don't care. I don't care if it gets 100 yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I am not going to see it. I even just... even if they came out with a trailer that had an amazing motorcycle chase. Yeah. Th- uh, now you're pandering. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you're pandering to me, and uh-huh. it's just like, that almost makes me more angry. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I, I guarantee you, well, I don't want to guarantee you, but but I don't, if there's an amazing motorcycle chase in the Matrix remake, I don't think they did it specifically for you. Right. 
So okay, so on. I mean, I I, I, I value you as a person, but I, you know, I I just I don't know that you have that much sway in Hollywood. Right. At least not well, yet. And, and, I, and I think I think in that sense, then I'll be okay to see. You know, okay. if there's a motorcycle chase, that might sucker me in, and I'll be the first to say if I you know if I walk in there and say. Wow, you know what? I was wrong. I'm glad they redid this movie because mm-hmm. this is awesome and blah 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 blah. But if they brought something, if they brought something new to it, and if they did it in such a way, if it wasn't a, and I think that's what was so good about the first one, was the first one I think flew in under the radar, like it was mm-hmm. not a, it was not necessarily a big budget Hollywood movie, um, you know, big name actor, all that other stuff. It was more of a, I mean, it really had the feel of more of like an independent film. Um, yeah. And it was very, it seemed very different. Now, I always compare it to another movie that came out, I don't know if it was the same year or, or really close to the same time, was Dark City. Have you ever seen that one? No, but I think you were telling me about it. Okay. I, I, you know what? I've got a copy of it. I'll, I'll have to let you borrow it. But it's a okay. really, that one's a really good one too. Do you, uh, you watch Man in the High Castle? Oh, yeah. Okay. Obergroup and Fewer Smith. Yes. In man, I'm, I'm impressed that I said that without messing up one time. Um, yeah. He is, uh, he's actually the hero in Dark City. Oh, cool. I want to see that guy. The, a good the guy. same actor. Yeah. So he's a good guy in Dark City, but it's got, it's very much, it's got a very much of like a Matrix vibe to it okay. uh, with a little bit, and it's way before this, this happened, a little bit of like an Inception vibe mixed in. Cool. So. Yeah, I, I think you'd probably like it. I gotta double check and see though, because I don't. You don't have a Blu-ray player, do you? I do not. Okay, I might only have it on Blu-ray, so I'll check and see, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get you a copy of it if I'll find a DVD well, copy of it. Yeah, well then you know that's it's that's you know a reason to go out for Pat to get a Blu-ray player. Well, there you go. You know. Yeah, I, you know, but, with the whole with the whole remake thing, I as much as I was excited about the sequels when they came out, and as much as I enjoyed them, I was entertained by them. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not worthy sequels of the original. What the Matrix yeah. Reloaded and Revolution. yeah, Revolutions and Reloaded. I, I like them. I'm entertained by them. I enjoy the fights. I enjoy the. But they're more. They're kind of like the way I feel about. And I was just having a conversation with somebody on Twitter about this earlier today. It's the same feeling I have towards the Terminator movies. Yes, you took the word. I, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Is that they got yes. more, and and I've said this before on the show, and I've, I've said this before in our conversations. I think the Terminator's movie, Terminator movies, did best when they were horror movies, mm-hmm. because the original Terminator to me is a horror movie. It's not a sci-fi movie. It it happens to have sci-fi elements to it, but it's a horror movie. What was great about Terminator Two was they they gave you a little bit more of that sci-fi, but the T one thousand is still it's still a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You still have this unstoppable creature that's coming after you, and it's it's not going to stop, and you are going to have to kill it, and it seems like you're not going to be able to. So it's like every other horror movie with some kind of a right. monster in it. Um, and then Terminator 3 is when they went off the rails, is it just it right. did not work, and, and each subsequent one was more, it seemed more of a sci-fi movie than anything else, mm-hmm. and it just did not work. And to me, the Matrix movies are the same way. If you had stopped after, for Terminator, if you had stopped after Terminator 2, I'd be totally happy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need a sequel after Terminator 2. Do I? Would I go watch a Terminator movie if it came out? Absolutely, I would. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with The Matrix. If you had stopped at the first Matrix movie, I would have been absolutely fine with that being just a one-and-done movie. Mm-hmm. Because then my imagination could take over, and I could imagine 
what he's going to do when he flies off at the end of that movie like Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Now, yeah. now, granted, me as a high school college kid, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, let's bring on the sequel. But at the same time, had you told me, yeah, there's not going to be a sequel. I might have been upset. I might have been a little bit disappointed. But I would have, I think I also would have said, well, you know what, then? That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. That was a great movie, mm-hmm. and that's a great ending to a great movie. Leave it alone. Yep. So I don't know. If they yep. do it, it depends on who directs it. Depends on who directs it. Depends on who the characters are. Um, you know, I've read a couple things that said it might go. It might be a prequel where the whole story is about a young uh, Morpheus. Okay. Or, so, or it okay. might be like a you know a, a Trinity story or, or something like that, where it may not necessarily focus on Neo. Um, you know, and if that's the case, okay. You know, I would yeah, go. See, I can accept that. I, I probably, that. I probably would go see it no matter what. Um, I just don't know if I'm. I would not be as excited about it. Yeah, and you know what? And here's what I'm going to say too. And then I'm going to have a question. Yeah. What, I knew nothing about the Matrix when, when my buddy back in '99 was it '99? Yeah. Yeah, my buddy back in '99, uh, my buddy Jason Breen. It's like, dude, we got to go see the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. We got to go see the Matrix. I'm like, all right, dude. And we went in. It was up at Eau Claire. I think we were at the Carmike Theater. And uh, not that I remember this at all, but, right. uh, you know, we were up in Eau Claire. We go see that thing. I knew nothing about it. And so I'm sitting here watching this thing. Suddenly Trinity's spinning around. I'm like, or the camera shots. And it's like, dude, what's going on? Now she's running up a wall. Now, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, remember when he's like, they're bringing her down now. I sent two units. And he's like, no, you lieutenant, your men are, your men already, are already dead. dead. I'm just like, dude, whoa. <laughs> and then when she jumps over the roof and then when she flies through the window and then it's just like this. And then all of a sudden they hit her with the thing and the phone and mm-hmm. well, she got out. And it's just like my I'm like my brain is racing. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. Right. And he wakes up and he's in the goop and it's all like, you know, with he's all slimy. And he's like, well, then how did that happen? And then welcome to the real. And then you're just like. I just was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What is going on? What is going on? And then it all comes together, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. I, I just I, – I never want to have amnesia. But if I could have amnesia to have that experience again in a theater right. where I just had no idea, that was such an awesome reveal and story. And I, that, we're never going to get that again. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, and see, that that's whole thing yeah. Is, that's the that's the thing with these is, like, you can't you can't do that. You can't recreate that. It's yeah. already been done. You'd have to do something different, and I don't know what you would do. There's other people more creative than me that are out there trying to come up with these ideas, and I hope that if they do, that they come up with a really good one. But yeah. I don't know. You've already John, done. It, you've already done it. So. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, all right. So now let me ask you a question. Yeah. And here's my question. Okay. Here's my question. Here's my question, dude. We were talking about the uh, Blazing Saddles, and yeah. Jeff was talking about how that movie couldn't be made nowadays. And we were talking about the different uh, reasons, whether it was, you know, social consciousness, what, you know, what we're leery of, what we tolerate and all that. And that conversation kind of went, and you said you were reading a book, how it used to be people were, creativity was rewarded and storytellers and people with an idea for a movie, if they pitched it right, it could get made. Yeah, And then, you know, the whole thing was always like, okay, trying to tell your story without selling out and having some uh, company or publisher, not publisher, but producer kind of like 
rework your story so it fit the mold, quote unquote. And that was kind of the struggle of when a lot of these movies in the 80s and all that were coming out. And then slowly but surely, it kind of like tr tickled, trickled away until now, I think you said there was only a few different movie companies out there. Mm -hmm. And like they have to have final say on everything that's made. And so what's happening is like people with like unique ideas, that's getting quashed out because it's, it's you know, you got to get corporate approval for everything you do. And I mean, have we just stifled creativity to the point where all these guys can do is rehash old stories? For the, I, mean, I think for the big movie studios, yes. Okay. Like I think, and, and what I've noticed and what I've heard other people say over the last few years is that, you know, for the big, big movie studios, and, and we're talking Disney and Sony and, and you know, Fox and uh, Warner Brothers, and I, they they do everything by a formula. You know, everything is a formula, and if this formula, if they go through a movie idea, and according to their formula, this movie is only going to make, you know, X amount of dollars, they don't do it. Okay. And... Yeah. So I think at this point, the creativity that you're going to find, and, and I've, I've found that this has been the case, I think most of the creativity that you're going to find and the people that are taking risks with their, with their filmmaking uh, are either going to be some of those more independent films that you don't ever see until it gets to the Oscars, and then you're like, oh, I didn't even know Viggo Mortensen was in a movie this year. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Or it's going to be on Netflix. Okay. I think Netflix and Amazon and some of these smaller, I think they've recognized, hey, we can't necessarily compete with a Sony or a Warner Brothers or a Disney right now, but we are going to, we're going to create high quality programming that people will enjoy. And mm -hmm. we are going to, we're going to maybe be the place where people can take some risks and they can try something. Right. And, you know, right. cause I mean, something like a, if, if, if it had tried to have been pitched as a movie, I don't know that Stranger Things would have gotten made. Mm -hmm. If somebody tried to pitch that as a movie, it it almost it needed to be a TV show so you could develop the characters and the plot and everything else. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if any other. I don't know if any of the other TV companies, any of the networks, would have would have signed up for it. And there's a couple of others too. A couple of others that I've seen that that we've enjoyed that are on Netflix. I'm like, that would never be on normal TV. Mm -hmm. You would never see that on a network TV station. Um, you know, cause I, it's, it's, it, it's too risky for them. They wouldn't do it. Right. So I kind of feel like, I don't know. I, maybe if they were going to redo the matrix, maybe I'd almost rather see it as a TV series. Yeah. Do it as like yeah. an, like an HBO or Netflix or Amazon, do it as a TV series and do it where you're exploring the history of what happened or you're exploring the idea of there being, you know, as the architect said, you know, there were multiple Neos before you, um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe explore some of that stuff. And I, I think what they got away from or what they, what got too convoluted in the second movie, especially uh, the third movie to me is just a pure action movie. Um, mm -hmm. But the second one, what got so convoluted was I think they tried to take what worked with the philosophy in the first movie mm -hmm. and they tried to, they they tried to get too philosophical in the second movie. Mm -hmm. At least for you know, yeah. at least for me, because I know my brother, my brother, he reads a lot on all kinds of different philosophies and and all kinds of different stuff. 
And there are times where if I'm trying to talk to him about philosophy or he'll post something up on Facebook and I'll be like, you know what? I, I love you. I have no clue what you just said. <laughs> I love you. You're my brother, but I, I have no idea what you just said. I don't know what point you're trying to make. And that's not your fault. That I don't think it's your fault. I think it's my fault that I'm just not operating on a level that you're operating on with regard to this topic. Yeah. So Walter, Walter, that's not the, what, the, what are you saying? <laughs> The other Lebowski dude. No, I get. No, I totally get what you're saying, and I think that's that's where it fell off. So I, I yeah. yeah, dude. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever see the Animatrix? Yes. Now, see, that was the other one I was going to oh, say. Is there's gosh. there's where you can take an idea and and oh, where you're like, well, what more could you do with the Matrix? Well, that's what is. more you could do with the Matrix. Yeah. 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 No, wow. that was that was phenomenal. I don't even know if I still have that or not, but I went out and bought it as soon as it came out. Yeah, I got, like, the Super Party Pack that had, like, the Matrix, the oh, yeah. Matrix, the Matrix Reloaded, the Matrix Revolutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, we, so, I, I think we're kind of divided on the Matrix remake, and, and maybe it just depends on depends on what they do with it. Uh, depends on whether it's in the spirit of the first movie and if they're able to do something innovative, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. So if you want to get a hold of us, feel free to either tweet us. We are at 30podcast on Twitter. We are 30podcast, that's 30podcast, uh, at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. As I said, we're on Instagram. Uh, You can listen to us either directly from our website, 30podcast.com. That has some other ways you can get in touch with us. We've also got a voicemail line that's on that website. Uh, but it is 87235-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. Um, you can listen to us on Google Play, on iTunes, uh, the Satchel uh, podcast player, Stitcher. We are pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. We've tried to put ourselves out there. Um, so we just thank you so much for listening. And if you've got any reactions to anything that we've said here, whether it was for the Uh, first part, the Beauty and the Beast uh, discussion that we had or whether it's uh, related to the Matrix remake or even something else. Uh, I know that we said earlier there was a Batgirl movie that was just announced uh, and there's all kinds of great stuff that's coming out very, very soon. But uh, if you want to respond to any of our other movies that are coming out. So our next episode um, we we dropped this one in here kind of halfway in between, but our next episode coming up probably just within a day or so will be the James Bond movie, The Living Daylights, the first one with Timothy Dalton. So uh, look for that one coming in your feed very, very soon if you are subscribed to our podcast. If you're not subscribed, uh, please feel free to go ahead and subscribe to it. Uh, we would love to have you with us each and every week. We do come out each and every week with a new 80s movie right now, 1987. Uh, so we would love to see you each and every week right back here at the 30-something movie podcast. And from all of my co-hosts and my kids who were on this episode earlier as well, thank you so much for listening. Um, Be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. Thanks a lot. We'll see you all later.